speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! I have a fucking dick sometimes. A moron is what we'd like to call you. Stay on brand, Daniel. Stay on brand. I don't see my R's very well, so it was silly that we called this morons. Well, it was a better option than what we were going to call it. Yes. Which is we're ruining movies. The movies could could be a shout. Well, on that note, let's go in and ruin another movie. Uh, I'm sure this will be an interesting talking point there. Uh, but welcome in to another week of Moron Review Movies. Uh, this week is the finally the last of the letter B. Thankfully, um, we are going to be talking about Black Swan. So a committed dancer struggles to maintain her sanity after winning the leading role in a production of Swan Lake. Um, Hunter, you were last to talk last time, so I'm going to come straight to you first this time. Talk to us about your thoughts and feelings on Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis, and then we'll talk about the movie. Uh, In the words of Jose Mourinho, I dare not to speak, I will be in big trouble. But uh, that aside, um, I really enjoyed this film. I'd watched it years ago when it first came out, and I think because of the subject matter at the time when I first watched it, I was like, oh, fucking film about Bali, I'm not going to enjoy this. So I kind of maybe let that block my mind, because in my mind I was thinking, no, this isn't as good as what it has been on a second watch for me, but I uh, really enjoyed it. I thought Natalie Portman was great. I mean, that sort of downward spiral and that sort of she goes and becomes more and more insane it's just, it's just well acted throughout um, I mean if you have to maybe sort of nutshell this in a sort of layman's terms is it like a fight club for women essentially that's it that whole psychological her good side and her bad side sort of wrestling against each other uh, throughout the film again it's yeah totally intense I mean at the times you're just like is that happening is you're kind of sort of kind of left guessing until that sort of final fight scene but even then at the end when that's Mila Kunis's face it's there it's you're still left wondering is it her is she, is she just you're still kind of wondering what's going on there but and then I, even then I think you've kind of maybe guessed it at that point but there is still that one seed of doubt and obviously it's when you see if she pulls the glass out of her and she still goes on stage and again absolutely nails that performance again I'm not a ballet critique but I'm pretty sure if the there's any out there that want to come and judge your performance in this. It looked impressive from what I've seen and what I've understood of uh, ballet. It looked quite impressive anyway. I think <laughs> I want to know more about what you understand of ballet, Hunter. I think we, we, we should stay on this point. Uh, I know the song from the Nutcracker and that's about it. Give us a, give us a, I don't know it. Can you let us hear that? I, kn- I don't know it to hum it or to sing it or to ding along to it, but if I hear it, I go. Oh, that's the song from the Nutcracker. <laughs> we do seem like five Bali experts, eh? <laughs> yes. Burnsy, let's come to you. you. You probably know more about Bali than anybody here. Um, I'm confident to say Hunter knows more than what even I do about Bali, so he's <laughs> doing well for himself. Um, I, I was like, 
I thought the start of the film was kind of a bit meh. It was just didn't get me in. It didn't get me invested in the film. So I think I was like fifteen minutes in. Um, after that bit of drabness, I don't know if that's a word, but I'll go with it. As um, I was completely sold on it and I loved it. Um, I think as Hunter says, is Natalie Portman's character was terrific. She acted it really well. Felt like felt like I was on a a journey with her, and just wanted to see more of that vulnerable side and all the other sides that showed throughout it in terms of her hallucinations, etc., and her relationship with uh, Mila Kunas. Is I think as well that the what the film did a really good way of how as some films you'd watch and maybe they would give you the overall picture and you would know what was going on, like so you would see what was real, what wasn't real. Whereas because because there was so much suspense that worked perfectly for me because then there's some films that you'd watch and you'd kind of be like zoning in and out but it was one that you had to sort of concentrate on but it wasn't one that I struggled with concentrating because I was just that I was just so, in, so into it basically um, I thought the director came across as like a, like a massive creep as well in the film mm-hmm. and I was like, I couldn't stand them, but not because if I asked somebody to say I couldn't stand an actor or an actress, it's because I thought they were shit. But he was bringing out the hate for me because he was good at his job. It wasn't like, I'm not going to say anything bad about him, it was more just obviously the way it was written, so it was written perfectly for that point of view as well. Um, I think as well, when when the, when um, Natalie Portman's character starts getting the scratches, is at first I was like a little bit lost and confused because I didn't really understand what was going on. I don't know if all you picked up what was going to happen next or whether that was just you were in the same opinion as me, but that helped think, enjoyment too. I think it. I, don't, I think it purposefully takes a while for you to figure out what's going on. Like I think that's a mm-hmm. on purpose. Like they give you little bits as you go, and then even to the point where she pulled the feather out. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when it makes it like totally obvious what's going on. But until then, it's kind of is she actually scratching herself? Is she fucking doing all this weird shit? Is there some demon in her head that's fucking scratching her? I don't know. It was fucking confusing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and our relationship with my mother was really, and it wasn't too much of it, but it was just enough to give you like an insight into all parts of her life, really. And as Hunter said, it's like the the ending, like. It was like a crescendo at the end, and like it was, it was something you knew this was, you knew this was the end of the film, and they did that perfectly as well. Whereas there's some films that you can, we've said before, where you get to the end and it's just a bit, oh, is that it? Whereas I thought the ending was perfect, and it obviously leads you still with that idea. You think you know what's happened, but then also you don't know, does she survive? Does she do it? Does she not? Is she imagine it? Is she not? There's so, there's like more questions than answers, but I like that part of it so I don't think I've got anything apart from as I say the first 10-15 minutes apart from that I thought it was it was perfect so just to come back on I was going to say you got any of Burnsy Light about the time of the first masturbation scene then (laughs) (laughs) not at all what Burnsy's or uh, Natalie Portman's I'm sure Portman touched it at that point so I mean Burnsy just said go home and touch yourself so that hand sliding the Did, they, did you take your hand away and stop when you realised the mum was there as well? Just like, oh. 
for fuck's sake. Well, just just to talk a, a little bit about something that I read earlier um, on the relationship between her and her mum. So there's a bit of a, a black swan um, fan theory about the relationship between Nina and her mum. And it's about how it suggests that her mum sexually molests her. Um, yeah, I can see that. So it, the, the hints being that her, she obviously sees her mum during her sex stream that she's having with Mila Kunis' character. And her mum, and when Mila Kunis' character says to her, my sweet girl, is what her mum says to her. Mm-hmm. And there's different areas where her mum tells her to take her clothes off and at one point yeah. she's changing her mum's staring at her and winking at her and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just a, a big suggestion that she's been abused for many years off her, off her own mum. And then as well, when she gets in and obviously she runs to her room and wants to like not let her in the room and all that kind of stuff, obviously as if she's worried about what's... I never crossed her mind watching it. But now you mention it, then it's sort of... I guess it is hinted at, but they don't want to go around... They maybe don't want to go down the route too much so that it becomes back to the future. So it's, a, it's, a, it's quite an interesting theory because if you think how, how messed up Natalie Portman's character is in the movie... Um, to think what has happened to her, and then how how easily she lets, or how quickly that uh, Vincent Cassell's character, like, becomes overpowering for her and tries to take advantage of her, and he uses his position, and she was very submissive towards him because she's had this this goal and this aim, and her mum being a ballet dancer would be pushing her down this this route as well. It's a, for me, it's it's a proper eye opening movie of you seeing how how far these ballet dancers go to get to that goal how they all hate each other secretly um, when you, you age out at a certain point as Winona Ryder's character does and the, the torment that they put their bodies through like there's so many bits mm-hmm. in this where my toes curl like when you see her nail split in her foot I'm sure Sean will have comments to say about, <laughs> about that um, but the one big bit for me is when she's picking at the skin at her nail yeah I was at a first aid course a couple of weeks ago and that, like, that whole process is actually called degloving on it. Just the, the thought of it is just you get shown pictures of, like on this thing and it's like so see folk maybe they're working or something and like the wedding ring or a ring will get caught or something and they've got to pull it off and then it just like takes all the skin off the finger and just all you see is flesh underneath all it's disgusting. Oh, so the, those scenes are ones that made me fucking grimace the most watching it. Like it was tough seeing the bits where she's I, I hate picking at nails. If someone like touches my nails or picks up my finger, oh, it freaks me out. So that watching that on the screen was was difficult for me. Um, Sean, had you ever seen this movie before? Sean's disappeared. He just left us. He's on mute as well, so I don't know if he's yeah, he's there. He's watching the masturbation scene again. Oh, the web. I'm here. Scene. I was just I was just talking to myself there. Uh, aye, this was the first time I'd watched this, uh, and will definitely be the last. I couldn't really get into this at all. Probably my wow. fault, uh, because of the subject matter. I'm not into ballet, uh, not into feet. A lot of feet scenes here. <laughs> uh, I, just, I don't know, I just really struggled with it. I, I watched it in a bad mood as well, uh, which didn't really, I probably shouldn't have. You know, like, I'm just fucking... to you up, Sean? What? Did certain scenes not cheer you up, though? Did what not cheer me up? Did certain yes. scenes not cheer you up? Certain scenes? Yes. Well, 
I found the, the sex scene with Mila Kunis really, it did feel like a porno. And even the scene where she's in the bedroom after the, we'll call him the head teacher, whatever he is, tells her to go home and, and touch <laughs> herself. Uh, like when she rolled on the front, I was like, fucking hell. Like it was just, it was a bit, this sounds ridiculous. It was a bit graphic and a bit just <laughs> like trying to, like, like trying too much to like kind of shock you a wee bit. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it at all. Like, I, I mean, I, I understand that like, Natalie Portman was amazing. I believe she won. Oh, I'm not ruining any, any of your trivia or that. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I believe she was a. So what do we use here? Uh, she was praised very, uh, very, very highly. Uh, the highest level of praise that every sort of award ceremony that she was nominated for it's called a clean sweep she basically won the best actress and everything she was put up for because of this film right, like I can, I can appreciate all of that but like when it gets to like and I've said this many times before like hallucinations and all of that kind of stuff not knowing what's real and what isn't it I just switch off with it all the time and I've been quite consistent with that viewpoint on any film that we've watched where this isn't that bad, but obviously the hallucinations, it's no like trippy or anything like that. You just don't necessarily know if that thing's happened in that moment or not. Uh, like where she stabs Mila Kunis with the, the broken mirror uh, or glass, whatever it was. But like, I just I, don't, I just totally switch off all the time. So with the fact that it was a film about uh, ballerina, with the fact that uh, there was these mad hallucinations in it, and that's just two things that I've got no interest in at all, and I, I just switched off. Plus, I was in an absolute fucking rage in mood when I watched it, so it's not really in the best mind frame to watch it. I just want to get it done. I, I kept kind of seeing how long was left and all that. Uh, I know for me, but I, I, I can appreciate, obviously, uh, certain aspects in terms of like acting performances and all that, but now I'll, I'll definitely not be going back to watch this, and it's just my... It's, it's more my fault than anything else. Uh, that's just the, that's just the, the way it is. I'll go and watch Bob McEnroe again. Uh, <laughs> tell us about why you were in such a bad mood, Sean. I'm very interested. Uh, uh, I can't just in a bad mood. You know, just in bad moods, isn't it? Oh. This, this movie's one that usually causes ragers. Never made folk get to watch it. <laughs> a, a different kind of rager for you by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless cool that's what you, were, what you were getting at. <laughs> well, it's as if you've never seen a sex scene before, Kyle, the way you're going on here. I haven't, good Christian man. <laughs> well, aye, aye, so just take, uh, aye, no for me. <laughs> no for you. Well, listen, I do see this as a bit of a horror movie anyway, so it, it writes you out. From a start, Sean. There's... Uh, actually, just uh, I'm going to kind of go on about a tangent here. I watched the uh, Laurie's been begging me to watch a film. M- mind when I said that we were going to the pictures at like ten at night to see a film called Barbarian. You're looking forward to that as well with the timing. I, I, was, I was, wasn't for it, so I managed to get out of it right. So we, we so we never went. I was like, "You look tired." She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> what a so, anyway, so uh, my, she was telling my my mum and dad about it because we went to see them before we were going to go to the cinema. And then, like, about a week later, my dad texts me and says, tell Laurie that that film Barbarian's on uh, on Disney. So I tell her, and she was like, oh, yeah. So she was really wanting to watch it. So I said, I'll watch it with you if you want. And obviously, like, I can hate horrors anyway, but it was mere just to, so that she wouldn't watch it in that moment in time with me. So anyway, she eventually got me to watch it last week. Uh, 
and I, I would watch this. I would watch Barbarian every day of the week over Black Swan, and I hate horrors. <laughs> but wow. I, th- I think I hate. I think I hate ballerina more. that Barbarian I was actually recommended recently is one of the scariest films somebody's ever watched yeah no but you should definitely watch it it's pretty pretty interesting but I I would not say it's it's one of the scariest films ever I wasn't like necessarily scared by it and I'm a massive shite bag but it was actually pretty decent if I'm honest no don't read anything about it just go and watch it I know that some people would read about it some people won't but it was pretty decent I'll I'll do that I want to watch it now you've sold it to me Right. I'll add that to my unseen list for the next season of Morons Review of Movies. Yes. Ah, uh, you could uh, make you make right. you go through it again, Sean. I'll, I'll, I, I, I'd watch it again. Well, probably, I don't know. I've already seen it, so I may just say that I'd watched it and then just do what you do and then just give the review and that on it. I've never watched <laughs> any of the movies that we've done for months, mate. <laughs> It's just on what tomatoes are paraphrasing other folks' reviews. I've got IMDb's reviews loaded up at the side of me, and I just read word for word what somebody else has said. Sorry to take it off track, guys, but uh, I just wanted to bring that up. But I only just go Black Swan, no for me. Daniel? Um, first of all, I like when you go off track, Sean. That's my favourite, so don't apologise. <laughs> um, so I went to see this at the cinema when it first came out, and I loved it. And I've never watched it since. So I was worried because we've got a track record in this show of me thinking I like films and then I watched some and I realised, oh, I fucking hate that film. So, but this time I was uh, happy because it's still fucking awesome. It was just... I get what Sean's saying, like, the subject matter, a movie about a ballerina who's having psychotic breakdowns and hallucinations and that, I know it's not for you. I knew that you would fucking hate it, and that's fine. And I, I know that this isn't for everyone, but I think it's the same director as The Wrestler, which got mentioned in the last episode as well. And I'm sure I read years ago somewhere that they're meant to be watched back to back. So he, he, he made, I don't know if this is your, in your trivia, Hunter, so I do apologise. No, no, I did the first episode. So, I read a thing where these are meant to be like companion pieces because they're saying very, very similar things. Mm-hmm. It's about the, the pressure of being at the, the very, very top of your profession, much like for McEnroe. Oh, like so that, not to just shut what you're saying, but the whole ending of the falling after cutting yeah. yourself with the glass, right, that totally mirrors that as uh, well. Does, yeah. There is actually to... a bit in the IMDb trivia um, that talks about this, so Hunter, we'll have, we'll have to have a discussion about your performance of finding trivia. Yeah, in your upcoming review, but I'll quickly read this, Daniel, and you can follow on from yeah. there. But it says that uh, Aronofsky originally envisioned telling the story as part of the plot of the wrestler, and was actually developing a project that was about a love affair between a ballet dancer and a wrestler. But he realised pretty quickly that taking two worlds like wrestling and ballet was too much for one movie. Makes sense. So I think, yeah, there's lots of very, very similar things. Like the end scene, essentially, where they, they fall from a height. Mm-hmm. They throw themselves from a height, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you're left ambiguous. I mean, I think we can agree that they die both. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, but it's, it's left in that sort of way where it's, you're, you're never 100%. But um, I there's just loads and loads of things I love about this film. I, You've mentioned quite a lot of things, but the, the relationship with the mother's good. The actors that plays the mother's excellent. Like, 
she's obviously a failed fucking dancer herself and she's lived mm-hmm. her whole life vicariously through her daughter and you we start this just at the point where her daughter's become too successful for her. So you're seeing her sort of lose the plot at the same time, like the mother. She's got all these pictures of herself and like just sits in the house all day and paints herself fucking mental. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the contrast with Mila Kunis' character was cool. I think, again, I didn't, I like to wait and see what Severe you've come up with, but there's times obviously in this film where to me, you're questioning whether they're the same person or not. And I'm still at the end, I'm quite unsure because the way the sleazy, we'll call it, I like that you called him the headmaster, Sean, the sleazy headmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that he, there's clear points where he's talking to one and talking to the other. And like she arrives late and all that sort of stuff. So is it that she didn't arrive late and she was already there? And all that stuff still leaves me questioning. It makes me, I could go and watch this again and try and pick out more things to try and put it together myself. I mean, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of like Fight Club, where obviously there's the scene in Fight Club where he sees himself having sex, and it's kind of that scene where you see Mila Kunis' character having sex with the teacher of that. It's kind of like that. It mirrors that. Maybe she was, was late, but in her mind, her black swan alter ego was trying to be one step ahead and better and take the role for her. So she would have been there on time for that practice. So that maybe I was like, is it? The same person, or is it, is it just her alter ego or schizophrenic personality, whatever it is? The, the bit that makes me think they are different people is when she has a conversation in the stairwell where she finds out that she's the understudy and she's like, No, no, it can't be her, it can't be her. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the only bit that wouldn't make sense in any way. But I think so you, you had to see it in the bar where she's with the two guys and her, yeah. but then she goes back to her mum later and says that she fucked two guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could hint that she's not even there, yeah? Aye, and because Mila Kunis obviously fucked at least one of the guys. So, and like, yeah. so there's all these big things that that's what Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes, I know that was funny. I was yeah. going to mention that as well. Um, he <laughs> was pretty poor than this, wasn't he? He was about the only let okay, acting wise. Like, he was fucking awful and wooden his whole wee bit. But, um, aye, he didn't add anything to the film. It was weird. What kind of drug was it that we might be taking? Does anyone, did they mention that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not in the trivia. Not in the trivia. Um, but I, it, was, it was weird, the whole devil on the shoulder, spike in the drink. But she knew about it and she'd done it anyway. And mm-hmm. then she was like, you spiked my drink. And she's like, I did. It was all just like really well done. Nothing that felt... It was so outlandish, but I just felt like everything was actually happening. And like when she was the scene where she's getting measured up, and she's seeing the changes in the like the different person in the mirror, or when she's doing the dance herself, and they do it so well. It's not just a case of like in a lot of horror films you get this where looking in the mirror and suddenly the camera, the one in the mirror just turns really suddenly. Don't do that. It's so subtle that she like they're both starting to turn, but then one just keeps going and the other one stops and. Right at the very, very start, you see them on the team going into the first like practice day. And there's that woman that's just like acting just like her, but just ahead of her. And they get off early. And then obviously it's Mila Kunis, but you're seeing it as her face. Because def- that's what they've sort of done. They, they've made it look like her face in that mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. No one reacts to Mila Kunis when she arrives. Like she comes in and she's like, oh, I got off, I stopped too early. And she's making this big fuss and nobody speaks to her. 
and so I don't know. There's loads of interesting things. Bye. The scene where she's being presented to everybody in that big ballroom, and then Mila Kunis's character laughs, but yeah. it's only really Natalie Portman because that must be what she thinks people are thinking. Yeah. Like here's this new start. Her no chance, and that's what. To me, that like that seems like that could be the same person. Aye, I don't know if it's ever answered, but uh, the, aye, there's something about it. It looks amazing. It's just shot really well. It, it keeps me in. It kept me interested the whole way through it. The actual ballet dancer I couldn't give a fuck about. It was just everything round about it. Uh, we mentioned the headmaster, but he's played so well. He's a horrible sleazy bastard. Mm-hmm. Takes advantage of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just like, controls everything round about him. Is that, it is weird because those people do exist. Like you must be the the level of confidence with these types of guys that have got this control over so many people, and they're always really unlikable, horrible cunts. But they're seen as geniuses. These types of folk. Um, yeah. And the one thing I find weird is that like, we're talking about not liking Bali. They go through so much like pain and all that to be like go on their toes. Mm-hmm. Right? Surely it's not like just didn't. They don't have to do that, but to be good. Good okay, on that on <laughs> that. Like, you know what I mean? I don't get it's, it. It's on the trivia, but you see the scene with the like that bit where she's like ripping the shoe apart and then like restitching it and then like using yeah. glass to get grip. Apparently that is common practice. Aye, I would imagine it's very accurate. I think uh, being a ballet dancer is like must it's one of the hardest things in the whole world. I, I don't know what the background is because Mila Kunis is Russian and Originally, isn't she? And she moved to America. Again, and I think that's sort of Balkan region anyway. Right. Um, uh, I don't know if she had a background. No, no, she basically had done nothing and basically just lent it for the role. But I, uh, I feel like I'm just going to keep saying good things about this, but I, every single thing about it, every little tangent works well. It's, it looks really good. It ends really well. Natalie Portman's awesome in it. I think she's good in this. I don't actually think Natalie Portman's great in anything else, but she's almost playing herself here, like a weird, disinterested little... She has the same expression all the time, but the character makes sense with it, if you know what I mean. I think this is just like a perfect part for her. It's almost like it was cast perfectly for her. And I think that's where she managed to fucking win all the Oscars or whatever she won. Bye. I love it. Great movie. What did you think in the scene where um, in the hospital with Winnow yeah. Ryder's character and stabbed in the face. Do you think that Natalie Portman's character done that? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why she's ultimately killed herself for the last performance. Because she's ready to mad. turn the stolen things and sliced it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stabbed her viciously in the face. That was quite hard to There's loads of hard to watch scenes in this, mm-hmm. but that was pretty fucking hard. Sean, how did you fare with the scene where she's un- unveiling her uh, big toe? being all split? Uh, well, I can actually relate to this uh, because obviously I had a an ingrown toenail and lost a toenail myself from a big toe. The way that she... I'm only joking. Well, that's actually, I, I, I just looked away. If there was anything to do with feet, on the close-ups with their feet when they're standing on their toes, even though they had the ballet shoes on, I, I, just, I just find that just disgusting. I just, just vile. But ballet dancers just they're, and I know it needs to be like their bodies and all that. They just look it's just skin and bone, it's vile. Sorry, any ballet dancers out there. 
it's, it's such a commitment, though, isn't it? They obviously have to Aye, like, of course. have themselves looking a certain way, but like Daniel said earlier, it would be one of the hardest things to do. I couldn't imagine the pressure they have to put in their bodies to go through this to be, which ultimately most of them are backing dancers. Yeah. It doesn't really seem yeah. worth it, does it? That was my point earlier, yeah. It doesn't seem my thought was going through it as well. I mean, you look at maybe like an elite person in many in many sports or many other sort of industries or whatever, to be an elite ballet dancer, like as you said, you're just gonna be if even the very some of someone who's very, very, very good might only ever be like a an understudy or a basically like a what you call it, like a minor character, just like a backup dancer. And you got, I mean, what is the money involved in it? Is it worth just googling that, that just now? Ballet dancers, uh, the average salary for a ballet dancer falls between fourteen and a half thousand to thirty six and a half thousand, with the no. top elite earning up to two hundred and fifty. That's not worth it. No, I mean it's, and then as you as you see, you've got such a short window, you're washed up by your mid twenties. I guess the thing is, though, when you're doing it, it's, you're doing something that you absolutely love. Whereas we could like. We've all got jobs in that, but it's not as if the job that we are doing is not something that would be like desperate to do like every single day, do more hours, do more training, all that kind of stuff. So if you're obviously doing it, it's because it's like it's what you want to do with your life. So obviously, although you're not getting the same money as other people do, then in the, in the UK in the UK, the entry level positions for ballet dancers is twenty two and a half. And the most experienced will make up to fifty-eight thousand two hundred and eight. The average salary is thirteen pound an hour. Basically, you get more money working all day than you do breaking your toes every day. To to Burnsy's uh, point as well, though, like, ah, you're, you're putting yourself through that every day for something that you love, like. But I think this movie makes a point that probably makes a big percentage of ballet dancers is probably forced into it for a very young age. Yeah, of indoctrination, I think, in like like yeah. these sort of things. Like this one here, this woman was living her mum's failed dream, which was totally mm-hmm. like fucking forced her into every kid. And is it? And it's interesting because the mum has hatred for her for being successful as well. Ah, your mum wanted her to get to a certain level and then stop. Mm-hmm. Just so you were saying there, just uh, made me made, made me kind of laugh about when you said about like how. Like these people are like more or less forced into it at a young age. Like uh, Manny, well, Laurie's niece uh, has been going to dance classes. Like she's only four, so it's just like a kind of kid singing that, right? But like she like she want like she when she watches Disney films and all, like, she wants to be like a like them, like a a ballerina dancer or whatever, right? So like they've been, like a mum and dad have been spending like so much for her to go to these classes, right? But like you can't go and sit in and watch them, so you just drop them off and then you leave basically. So like she's been doing it for about like a year or something, and uh, we were in at their house uh, about two months ago or something, and uh, she goes right, go and show some of your dance moves that you learned. She just starts crawling along the floor doing this like awkward crapping in the like and Laurie's <laughs> brother-in-law like I've paid fucking hundreds of quid for it to just crawl. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are they doing with them in here? Because you're not allowed to sit in and watch it, so they're basically just drop them off and then they dance and that. You're just chucking money at these folk. Oh, it's funny. It's no cheap. So, on, that, on that same note, right, uh, when Amelia, my daughter, was young, she was like three or four, same sort of age, right? Same thing, ballet dancing, because the, the cartoons do it. It was what she wanted to do, right? 
And we got, it was the same thing. You had to drop them off and leave them and come back. But then there was one day the parents got to go and watch what they'd been doing for the last year. And this makes sense what you're saying, Sean, because what they'd been doing was she would, the teacher would name an animal and they would walk like that animal. <laughs> and that was the whole thing. That was the whole thing. Oh, no. It was oh, like, man. Elephant. Be like a teacher for small children. I get all this money you make just to make them walk well, a like a duck. Oh, it was like so, like stomp your feet like an elephant, and they would just stomp about, and it would be like move about like a monkey, and they would go about. It was fuck it. That was it. Ten minutes. What's he doing that in the house? Like fuck yeah. all. Watch YouTube. Honestly, God, that's a... She never went back. <laughs> Well, guys, let's uh, get some trivia from Hunter. Uh, five minutes before it's, uh, we started, he, he looked into the trivia. Um, I think we've all had our, our thoughts and feelings in there on this movie, and I thought we'd have spent a lot more discussing one particular scene, but we'll do that for the, the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what I've got is, uh, so Natalie Portman actually, but what I've read was she'd actually began training like a month before this film had even got given the green light. It was even fine for out of her own pocket because she was that confident that the film would actually get picked up and made. So that was her dedication to the role. Um, and although the film was never marketed as such, uh, Darren Aronofsky has always maintained that this film was meant to be a psychological horror film, which again, I can imagine that's obviously added to Sean's disdain for it. Um, the script actually took about 10 years to make it to the screen. And it's actually one of seven horror films to be nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. The other ones are The Exorcist, Jaws, Silence of the Lambs, Sixth Sense, Get Out and Parasite. And I think we've watched pretty much all of them apart from Sixth Sense. Parasite was not a horror film. Well, it's maybe... There's only murder in it. Oh. I suppose, but... And you've got the guy living in the wee cell of it. That was quite scary, that bit, to some people, maybe. I suppose. Uh, and in the year it actually won, so it was 2011, can you guess what actually won the best Oscar picture that year? I won't say a word. you go, Kyle. I, I, I say I won't say a word, I've seen it. Oh. What was nominated? Give us some nominations. If I tell you the nominations, you'll know what it is because it'll oh, stand it was Oh, is it a fucking Dallas Buyers Club? No. Is it that one where the wee that was had the wee dug in it that was like a silent film? No, it wasn't. But I'll give you a clue. Oh. It's something that's going to happen again this year, and this film was based on the last time it happened. Avatar. No, although that was nominated, I think. Something's going to happen this year. Something that's going to happen this year, and it's not yeah. happened since. Oh, well, is that a quote? No, no. No, Some of the other movies that were nominated for that year were 127 Hours, Inception, Toy Story 3, The Fighter, Social Network, True Grit, Winter's Bone, The Kids Are Alright. Oh. None of them won. That was a movie starring Colin Firth. Oh, The King's Speech. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have been here for hours. <laughs> Absolute shite. I'm all done now. <laughs> that's, that's not enough to have. We'll be adding that to your uh, upcoming review as well. 
Well, we, we changed it and then it comes back. So, so basically, you're saying it was my head on the, the block here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll be phoning Jerry and Dave to see if they want to make a comeback. <laughs> right, let's get to let's get to scoring this one then. We're again same as last week. We're going to come to Sean first. Uh, Sean, set the tone. Uh, as I said, it wasn't for me. I didn't particularly enjoy it, but I can appreciate it. I'm just going to give it a, a I don't know, uh, <laughs> a two. <laughs> sure about that? Is that a question or? <laughs> Uh, I'll to come back to you once everyone else is ready. <laughs> no, it's fine because then I'll obviously affect my score and uh, I'll, ju- I'll just go for a. This is a hardest. I'll go for a two. <laughs> That's the most you've ever cared about a score. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think I you can appreciate what we're saying. No, I can obviously I can appreciate it, but also like these wee fucking all the ballerinas will come from me on Instagram with a. Uh, <laughs> Who's that boy scoring it to a 0.5? Does he not know the dedication and pain we go through? Fuck up. <laughs> is, that, is that your comments voice? That's just what they all sound like. Eh? Oh. oh, amazing. Hunter, top that. Uh, 4.25 for me. 4.25 from Hunter. Daniel? Uh, 4.75 for me. 4.75 Burnsy yeah the same another 4.75 wow uh, well I'm going to also give it a 4.75 I thought this was incredible oh um, it's not going to be up there Sean's score's too low oh. and, uh, I believe this was picked by me got, yeah, got a bit this of a... is a comfortable second in the best of the bees I've got <laughs> Well, that's not be first and best of the bees. Surely. You we really should have been prepared for this being the last of the bees where all the scores of the bees, shouldn't we? Don't make yeah. them work. What's the overall score then, Bunsey? Overall, it's a 4.1. A 4.1. Can we think of any movies that we've had that have been anywhere near that from the, le- from the letter B? Big shot. That was what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. So the so that- quite high, no? Well, so the Big Shot episode hasn't actually gone out yet, as we <laughs> on Instagram yet. So, what was the what was the score for Big Shot? So, at least be out by the time that this comes out. So, there's not a spoiler alert. No, there's no spoiler because I this comes out much much later. Well, I can tell you that Blood Diamond got a two point seven five. The Business got a two point nine five. Batman Begins got a two point nine five. Bad Teacher got a one point one. The butterfly effect got a whopping zero point six. Um, Blade got unfairly given a one point seven, and the Big Lebowski got a three point four. Um, and I've no idea what the Big Short got, so you'll need to wait to see that on Instagram when Daniel. Well, gets. I'll be it. will be I've, in our map, but no. I've got it. The Big Short got a three point eight. Oh, so it's the best. A three point eight. Well, Borg McEnroe got a one point seven. And Black Swan coming at the top of the bees at 4.1. That's fair. I'm happy. Fair. I think that's very fair. So what is it? So I, I think we've nailed that. That was very good. And if we were to put this on the leaderboard, we've not been updating the leaderboard with these ones 
as of yet, but a 4.1 would bring this in um, just below the wrestler, funnily enough. Oh. Um, just below the wrestler, and it'd be on par with Misery, Moneyball, and the Batman and White Men Can't Jump. I think that's good company for that. I'm very pleased with that. Yeah. I never made, I wasn't, I didn't display my shock enough with how much Bonzi enjoyed this. Like, <laughs> I'm shocked by that. Like, pleasantly shocked. I, I didn't think I was going to like it, to be honest. But, because I watched, I actually watched Borg v. McEnroe first because I thought that I'll enjoy that one more, how wrong I was. This takes Bonzi's boxes, though. If you could class it as a sport, you know, there's some horror in there. There's a little love triangle kicking about. Yeah. Throwing a pregnancy in Bonzi. It's all the one same person. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've all got partners with multiple personalities. <laughs> Again, if I speak, I am in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do believe that's a direct quote from you in a previous episode, Hunter, just to, just to throw that shade at you so it doesn't sit on me. Aye, um, and the last time it got brought up, I was assaulted while I was driving and nearly crashed the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Laura, or whichever person that we're talking to when you're listening to this one, we hope you're well. That does bring us to the end of this episode and it brings us to the end of the season of the letter B's. Um, please keep an eye on Instagram, which is going to be coming up some new movies that we have not seen uh, and a bunch of movies that we have seen. Uh, the morons are going to go back to the very basics of when we first started doing this, where we would select a movie that we enjoy versus a movie that we've not seen and we review it that way. Um, this is where we unearthed some classical amazing movies like Capone uh, that was a hunter added that in as a as an unseen which hasn't been talked about that much and um, we've never reviewed that for any of the podcast but let's hope we don't unearth another one of them tempted to take these away from hunter because he went uh true crimes and or dark crimes whatever it's called and Capone as these unseens calm down Kyle you picked one good movie right you're usually shite as well I'm just looking forward to selecting Avatar 1 as my scene and Avatar 2 as my unseen. Oh. I'm looking to, forward to telling you to get the fuck. <laughs> I'm looking forward to using my veto there. Yeah, well... Good point, Dave. I allow one veto each for this. Yeah, absolutely just save it. Just save it up for when it's Kyle's turn then. <laughs> I'll buy vetoes. He'll be saving his up. <laughs> you do wrong, I'm going to dish you all the Mega Shark stuff first to you. All your Vitos are gone now, we throw Avatar to him. <laughs> we might just uh, double bluff you and let you have Mega Shark. <laughs> would rather have a, I would have a Mega Shark film over Avatar too. So would I. Glad to know he's on board with Mega Shark versus Crocodile or Crocosaurus. Yes. Very underrated film. <laughs> yes. On board. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you very much for staying here to the end. Uh, as morons will bid you farewell. Happy New Year. <laughs> Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron. I stop like Batman. 
because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.